0: Arizona's news station, KTAR News on 923 FM. Bruce St. James and Pamela Hughes. Uh, still reaction coming in, people running it through their own filters. Trump's speech to the world.
1: No morning. Americans were harmed in last night's attack by the Iranian regime.
2: I think that was intentional by Mm -hmm. Iran, and I also think that it gives the president a lot of cover. We're continuing to follow this developing story for you, and we will throughout the show as we've got several other guests still lined up, but uh, we also know that there are other local issues that are going on that are of importance as well, so we're going to switch gears a little bit here.
0: Absolutely, and one of the things that has been playing itself out, kind of like a slow motion train wreck, Pamela, is the saga, which is going to be a lifetime made-for-TV movie, of Maricopa County Assessor Paul Peterson. Again, if you're not 100% sure who the Maricopa <laughs> County Assessor is, this That's is okay. the only yeah. county assessor you know who's also been charged uh, in an illegal adoption scheme using Marshall Women. Yeah, we're talking about
2: more than 60 charges Mm -hmm. in three states. That guy. That guy. That guy who was still holding on to his job, suspended by the Maricopa County Board of Supervisors, and um, yeah, he fought that, and now we're at a point where he has decided... To step down. Yeah, three months after his arrest on that human trafficking charge, uh, he resigned as the Maricopa County Assessor yesterday. And I still hold firm on the opinion that Paul Peterson is narcissistic and that that. he he was not going to step down easily. Now, the fact that he stepped down leads me to believe (laughs) a deal was cut.
0: Uh, there's some sort I, of uh, agreement.
2: I don't know what that means, mm-hmm. and I don't have any inside information as to what it may be. Well, I'm simply offering you, this guy does not just walk away without getting something out of the deal. In the
0: statement, he proclaimed his innocence once again, and by the way, said he never neglected his duties as the county assessor, uh, even while uh, it has now been alleged. There are documents, witnesses, and testimony and babies that he ran some sort of a illegal adoption scheme while serving as county assessor. But he still says... I don't understand what his argument is. What it Was not me?
2: I don't know what his argument <laughs> is either. But now he'll actually have an opportunity to focus on that argument because the battle over whether or not he's keeping his job as an elected official appears to be over. Moving he on, says Pessa. he's resigning. He's got to hand a hand in the letter. We haven't seen any of that yet. But uh, KTAR legal analyst Monica Lindstrom chiming in on this, and she appears to be of the same opinion I am Ooh. when it comes to good old Paul Peterson. Take a listen.
3: We thought that Peterson was going to continue. to fight this resignation now that he has delivered his resignation and he's done makes me think that there was some kind of deal going on because remember with his criminal charges all of his money has been frozen his accounts have been frozen so where's he going to get any money the only money he can get might be from this right here
0: did he negotiate some sort of a exit package So that he could continue to pay for his legal fees in an effort to stay out of prison.
3: I think it was Peterson that was demanding that he would resign if they would give him nine months' salary. And I said, wow, that's a lot, considering the nine months that he worked in the office, he barely did anything.
2: Well, yeah, I mean, there were those reports that had come out about, you know, the lack of time he spent in the office and what was found on his computer appeared to be more work for his adoption agency than it was for the county of Maricopa. Right. Um, That being said, though, uh, you also got to take a look at the numbers game here. This is costing us a lot of money. And when I say us, I mean the taxpayers of Maricopa County, the the legal fees that would have gone into this, the investigation Mm -hmm. that had to take place, the guy that was tapped to step in. In the wake of this whole shenanigan, debacle, whatever it is that you want to call it, it, is coming at a rate twice the time, twice the amount of what Paul Peterson was making in How his salary. How funny
0: Negotiating, go, well, you know, I'm going to. Uh, you,
2: you need me. It's going to cost you. Need you need
0: me. I, I, I have leverage.
2: But as you hear from uh, KTIR legal analyst Monica Lindstrom, the the money right now is, is a critical issue for Paul Peterson. And yeah. that might have been what led to his
3: resignation. This money, he might have made a deal with everybody involved, including the, the county prosecutors, maybe even the feds, too, saying, if I settle with this and I take this money, I want this outside the frozen so that my family mm-hmm. can have money to live on, or I need to pay my lawyer, so I need the money for this. No, we
2: don't know what that is, or or even if that happened, but I I think she might be on to something there. And when she also talked about, I need this money for my family, everybody surrounding Paul Peterson is jumping ship, including his wife. Filed for divorce. um, His co-conspirator in all of this.
0: Turned state's evidence testifying against him.
2: Yeah, and just the allies that he may have had around him are fly in the coop, and, and now he's kind of grasping at straws.
0: The fact that he still maintains innocence in all of this. What's his is,
2: alternative? What's, what's the alternative?
0: Say you, nothing! Well... As opposed to come out... And, and I think it's at the point now, and maybe the reason why it, it, this isn't front and center, Pamela, is I think most people have already come to the conclusion, oh, yeah, it's guilty as a day is long. As a day is long. Again, there are babies to prove that he did what he said, he, uh, he, that he's, what he's saying he didn't do. There are w- witnesses, including some of the women, testifying. Oh, yeah, here's what he made me do. There are the documents uh, in the state of Arizona specifically. We know one of the issues is that he defrauded the, uh, the, the health insurance system, you know, with these women giving birth uh, and that he falsified documents, records, et cetera, lied about this. And that's all evidence. It's all there. It's not like you got the wrong guy. Do you see what I'm saying? Like, it wasn't me. No, it most certainly was you. By the way,
2: it's on your computers.
0: It's it's, everyone around you says it was you. But you're right. He may be a supreme narcissist.
2: Yeah. So obviously we were following the story of Paul Peterson handing in his resignation, apparently, and stepping down as Maricopa County Assessor. But we're also following the the big story out there, and that is Iran firing missiles into Iraq at U.S. uh, bases. The president spoke, uh, let's see, about a half an hour Mm -hmm. ago saying this.
1: By removing Soleimani... We have sent a powerful message to terrorists. If you value your own life, you will not threaten the lives of our people.
2: Coming up later in the program, precisely at 1030, we're going to have Dan Gabriel, former CIA and executive producer of the documentary Mosul, on to talk about what this all means to the Middle East and, you know, U.S. forces in Iraq.
0: You can watch his documentary if you have Amazon Prime. It's just called Mosul. Uh, and, And the documentary specifically, Pamela, is about the fight to regain Mosul from ISIS. And so he has some unique insight into the forces inside iraq some of which are backed by and iranian themselves and so i'm looking forward to talking to him as he get his perspective of a little bit about what's been going on again not just the last day but maybe the last few months there are some arizona restaurants forcing you to basically tip and tip more in advance of anything we will explain to you what's going on Bruce St. James and Pamela Hughes. It's uh, a day in history. We, we would be remiss if we didn't bring it up. It's a day that, uh, that I think Pamela and I certainly remember. Uh, it was January 8th. It was a Saturday. Nine years ago that the mass shooting happened in Tucson. The one that uh, Congresswoman Gabby Giffords was in the middle of. Was injured in and and took the lives of so many more. That that was nine nine years ago. Today. Nine years
2: ago today. Wow. Yeah, nine years ago today. We a Saturday
0: morning in Tucson.
2: <laughs> I remember it. I remember it well. Unfortunately, yeah. uh, That that is or was one of the stories that will remain with me. Throughout my, my career, you and I, uh, hopping on the air here and then hopping in a car and heading down. The to, boss is telling us go to Tucson. To Tucson. Right
0: now. Right. Leave. Like,
2: yeah, we didn't have any clothes or anything packed. And he said, there's a like to- Walmart, buy it when you yeah. get there. Uh, and, and covering that story for Arizona um, nine years ago, it. it on one hand, it seems like forever ago. On the other, it just seems like yesterday. So we wanted to remind you yeah. of this, this day in Arizona history because it's an important one. And it's also an important one that could be shaping uh, the Senate race. With coming her, up with her, here with her, with her husband run, running. And, runs, and, yeah. and
0: I saw Congresswoman Giffords in the airport uh, just a, a little bit ago. Was uh, saw her sitting there waiting to board a flight. And uh, she said, can we take a selfie? I was like, well, duh, yeah, let's do it. Got my selfie with Gabby Giffords. So are some Arizona restaurants basically forcing you to pay more money, adding a surcharge to your bill regardless of any
2: service or food that they are providing. What do you mean, are they? Yes, yes they are. The answer is yes. But when you say surcharge, I, I think what's okay. happening here is, is something a little different. Mm-hmm. Um, and the Tennessee Grill and Bar and Anthem is getting beat up yeah. because underneath their sales tax is, is a line item. And it reads, Prop 206 fee. Now, Prop 206 was what we here in Arizona passed to raise our minimum wage. Um, and, and it's been, it's been it's going up going incrementally. Up right? Yeah, and now it's at $12. Yeah. OK, so they put a line item right there on the ticket saying you're paying more because we're paying more for minimum wage. Here's the thing. They're getting beat up for it. Mm-hmm. But should they be? They're being transparent about it. They're letting you know we're, why this we're, is costing we're more. We're passing
0: on the extra expense to you.
2: Everyone is passing right. the extra expense on to you. They're just not telling you how.
0: They did it by increasing the price of the burger or the, the, the drink or whatever service or goods they're providing. They just raise their prices a little bit to make up the difference.
2: The Arizona restaurant industry has not been hurting. They've been making more and more money after the increase of minimum wage. How does that happen? Well, they're just charging us more. It's not as though, not the Arizona Restaurant Association, right. but restaurants. Um it's not because more and more people are going out. Yeah, the economy is good, and I think that that's part of it. People are going out, but we're also paying more hmm. for what we're buying when we're going out Okay, um, to cover the cost of the minimum wage increase. And it's going to continue. Obviously, it, it hasn't impacted people enough for them to be outraged by it. I find it's interesting that the Tennessee Grill and Bar and anthem has taken this approach. Um, I
0: principled stand because I, I, I agree with you. They're at least being honest about it. Why are you mad at them for telling you, "Hey, by the way, we're that's great. The, the minimum wage – everybody got a raise around here for no reason other than uh, you voted for an increase. A vast majority of people did. Well, it's going to cost you more, and here's how much.
2: According to their menu, it says a three and a half percent surcharge is going to be added to everyone's check because of you know increased wages and benefits for their employees. So you look at it, and yeah, you've got the subtotal, you got your sales tax, you've got your Prop two hundred six fee, and then you've got your total. Mm. And um,
0: Prop two hundred six fee. I
2: mean, obviously, this is they're being political about it. Transparent, yeah. but political. I mean, they're making a stand. And well, so obviously, not in favor. With of that, you're going to be taking the slings and arrows that come along with it, but But I think that this will end up hurting the servers at this restaurant because i could ah. see several people getting this yep. looking at it going well uh you're already afraid. i already paid
0: my you're, three and a half percent let me deduct that from my tip
2: yeah and i think that that what mm. you're going to end up seeing is while the back of the house that doesn't make tips they might get tipped out of dishwashers
0: bit, cooks yeah. etc making well, well they're making rate. the minimum
2: wage yeah. um and you've got servers that are tipping out the bartender and the the busboy and things along that's those for right. those
0: of that so don't understand how that gig works.
2: Yeah. Well, you have to tip out. You you have to give a percentage of your tips back to those that are helping you. If you've got a food runner, you're taking some of your tips and you're tipping them out because uh-huh. they're helping you. Okay. If you've got a bartender, you're tipping them so out a percentage of your you sales. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Even okay. if, even, at least where I've worked, yeah. even if you didn't sell a beer or a cocktail, you're still tipping out the bartender. So. It, it it operates differently at different restaurants, but I think what's going to end up happening is some of those positions that are already making minimum wage, they may be getting additional tips. They're not like tipped employees, but they may get tipped out, so to speak, um, are going to be making a pretty good wage. But then when you get to the server themselves, people see this light item on the, the ticket and they go, well, I ain't giving you any more.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I and and, and you I just offer
2: you that don't 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 punish, take it out on the Yeah, and I offer you the don't punish the waiter or waitress the servers because of what Arizonans did. Yeah. And don't punish the servers because the restaurant is just telling choosing you. Choosing
0: to make a statement with this.
2: Well, they're choosing to make a statement, and you may not like the statement that they're making, but I guarantee you every other restaurant is making that same statement. They're just not telling you how. They're just how. not
0: telling you. Yeah. They're just keeping it under the wraps, and yeah, the prices are going up. Hey, joining us next, uh, we are excited because uh, Dan Gabriel is um, an interesting man, to say the least. How about six tours in Iraq and Afghanistan? 10 years working with the cia and the director and executive producer of a movie you can watch on amazon a documentary called mosul the battle to reclaim iraq's second largest city from isis a unique perspective a perspective from someone who's been in and around there we're going to talk to dan gabriel that's coming up next on arizona's news station Get some perspective. Bruce St. James and Pamela Hughes. KTAR News on 92.3 FM. You know, we're looking for uh, people to bring some different perspectives, some unique perspectives, dare I say, firsthand perspectives of what's going on between the United States and Iran. Uh, You can't leave Iraq out of that discussion these days. And joining us right now, the director of uh, a documentary that's playing on Amazon right now called Mosul uh, and... And uh, a man who served six tours in Iraq and Afghanistan, plus ten years as a CIA officer, uh, Dan Gabriel joins us. Dan, good morning to you.
1: Bruce, good morning to you guys. So,
0: uh, I'm assuming you saw some of uh, 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 Trump's speech this morning, his address to I would I would argue the world, not just the nation, as well as the events uh, of the last let's go with a few weeks. Um, where are you on on this right now? Where do you think the the, the temperature is?
1: Well, I I think it's dialed down since last night, uh, which is to say, look, we had a very powerful moment here in D.C. uh, just an hour or so ago. The president, of course, addressing the nation and the world with, uh, with all of his generals behind him, his secretary of state, secretary of defense. Very unusual, I might add, uh, to, to kind of present in that way. Typically, it would be done from the Oval Office. So mm. it was very clearly sending a message uh, of cohesion and, and unity within the policymakers, within the White House, within the administration, uh, that, that the generals and, and the military stand behind the president. Um, I think the president is uh, is feeling probably pretty good about, about where things are. I mean, we have, we have really de-escalated from what last night, about 12 hours ago, looked like it was going to be pretty ugly. Um, of course, now we understand that no, there were no U.S. casualties. Thankfully, um, damage was limited, and apparently, you know, this was uh, this was Iran's way of saving face.
2: Dan, you, you talked about it being dialed down, and I would agree with you on that. Um, but given your expertise in that area and in, in the Middle East region in general, which can get quite heady for people, you've got a lot of different interests, a lot of different tribes, a lot of different factions. My question for you regarding Iran is: Do you really think that they've decided to act calmly and take a? Step Step Mm. back, or are they just buying more time to be more strategic?
1: Well, I think it's the same approach the president's taken. So the answer is for now uh, and on the surface, both sides have stepped back. Uh, but, you know, like Iran, uh, so is our administration also considering the ongoing strategic objectives of, of why we kind of ended up here in the first place. And, and Iran's ultimate goal is to increase their influence in the region, specifically Iraq, but also in, in Lebanon and Syria and Yemen. All these places we hear of proxy wars, uh, something we feature in the film, of course. And uh, yeah, look, their, their strategic uh, position has potentially also been advanced, uh, thanks to the events of the last few weeks. It's clear that the United States is not going to remain in Iraq forever. Um, but most likely, Iran is going to remain involved in that country's business uh, for, for decades to come.
0: Again, uh, former CIA intelligence officer, as well as the director of the film Mosul, uh, a documentary I rewatched last night, Dan, just to be up to speed again, because uh, I had watched it before. I watched it again because um, it wasn't your intention, I assume, when you when you made the movie, what, about two years ago is, is when a lot of it took place, was the impact of Iran inside iraq fighting against isis your film focuses on the the liberation of mosul iraq when it was taken over by isis and i did think it was interesting that going back and looking at it through the lens we now know of how influential iran the iran-backed militias we know that general sulaimani had some impact on those were in the fight against isis i mean right wrong or indifferent. Iran hates ISIS about as much as we
1: do. You're exactly right, Bruce. And look, yeah, the film film was uh, was filmed 2016 to 2017, uh, which is when the operation to liberate Mosul from ISIS took place. Uh, And if you had asked me, you know, when we finished the film, which was a year ago, what was it about? Of course, I would have said it's, it's about the battle against ISIS in Iraq. It's about Iraqis coming together. Um, If you ask me what it's about now, I I think it's the the bigger story that it tells is it gives you a sense of these different sectarian groups and elements within Iraqi society that ultimately did come together uh, and join forces and uh, and show unity to defeat ISIS, but ultimately have some real significant differences uh, between themselves, between the Sunnis, the Shia, Hmm. the Kurds, the Christians, the Yazidis, all these different groups that make up the patchwork of Iraqi society. Uh, and, of course, that's the context in which we see kind of the struggle playing out between Iraq and Iran. And, and this, is what, this is why we're involved in the region. This is, this is what's drawing us in right now. It's not about the Salafist or Wahhabist kind of ideology that, that Osama bin Laden uh, was spreading across the, the, the region. It's really more about this battle between the Sunni and the Shia, yeah. uh, between Iraq and Iran uh, for, for the destiny uh, of, of the region.
2: Yeah. And what does this all mean for ISIS, Dan? Because mm. as we have both the United States you know, and, and Iran going at it, we've got Iran and Iraq going at it. We know that that whole region of this world has been volatile for quite some time. And we have had tremendous forces over there trying to fight against ISIS and the caliphate that they're trying to build there. And a step has been taken back in the fight against ISIS. Is ISIS actually benefiting from what's going on between the United States and Iran? right now yes
1: yeah, sa- sadly there's no question about that uh, as Bruce pointed out look uh, one of the one of the key elements in the film that, that was showcased is the Iranian backed militias you see the yellow flags in the film yeah those are Soleimani's guys um, these are Iranian funded groups that were fighting ISIS uh, they weren't doing it because it was good for for us they were doing it because it was good for them and because ideologically uh, and politically they they opposed what ISIS was was bringing to the region uh, but be that as it may, uh, these groups were extremely lethal and effective at killing ISIS, uh, perhaps more, more effective than the other groups uh, put together. So that's something we have to take into context. Absolutely.
0: Yeah, because I, I do think, he, again, it, uh, your film is is an entry into it because, boy, when you start trying to understand conflict in the region, and again, we're talking to Dan Gabriel, former CAA officer as well as director of the film Mosul, um at every corner, there's another, oh, my God, I hadn't thought of this yet, that that all of these groups, um, at no time do they all agree on who the bad guy is. It, It seems fungible at best. And they are either on the side of the United States or against the United States. And it might depend on the time of day and who's standing on the other side of the street. It was it's fascinating when you start trying to put together. Well, who is the enemy?
1: It's exactly right. It's it's the old adage, the enemy of my enemy is my friend. Mm. But it, as we see in the Middle East, even that doesn't actually hold up all the time. <laughs> um, and I, I think that's, that's the significance of, of the film and, and how it relates to understanding these groups that, are, that really make up uh, the conflict that we, that we see uh, taking place right now.
0: You know, I really appreciate your time, Dan. Thank you very, very much. Again, Dan Gabriel, you can check out that film. It's streaming on Amazon Prime on video right now. It's called Mosul. Uh, and again... The the movie, when it was made a few years ago, was about the liberation. Now when you watch it, you can run through the filter of and notice and pick out the Ira- the Iranians, their influence, the the Iranian fighters and commanders
2: that are in the film. But what I got from Dan there is, is that both sides are dialing this down Which is right a good thing. now and, and playing a wait and see, but it, both sides are, are ready to jump back in if something would warrant Uh, That kind of action. So we're really in a holding pattern right now.
0: Yeah, there is a waiting for the next shoe to drop. And what will that look like? We're going to talk a little bit more about that. That's coming up next on Arizona's News Station. KTAR News on 92.3 FM. Get some perspective. Bruce St. James and Pamela Hughes. Should we be playing Rock the Casbah? Um... Talks about planes bombing the 10th. Okay, anyway. Maybe it's not by accident. I don't know where DJ Tommy Tuton's going with that. Um, there have been a lot of things that have happened just this morning. If you went to bed last night, um, nervous or fearful at, the, uh, at the, 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 the headline you read that missiles, uh, ballistic missiles had been fired from uh, Iran into Iraq targeting American military bases. You could reasonably could be concerned.
2: Yeah, but if you were reasonably concerned last night, do you feel better right now? I do. You feel better. I I think you feel better. I feel better right now. Do you feel better right now? Absolutely. And here's why I feel better right now, because the president of the United States came out about an hour and a half or so ago, and took a measured response to what happened and transpired with Iran firing those missiles into Iraq at U.S. bases. I think that Iran gave the president an opportunity to de-escalate, and he actually took it. And no one knew if that's exactly what he was going to do this morning. I think the fact that uh, he told us there were no American casualties made it easier to take that de-escalation. If you had mass casualties, then the American people would expect some sort of mass response. Mm -hmm. But that's not what happened. So earlier in the program, we sat down and we talked with Paul Kinzinger, a former CIA agent, and we wanted to get his take on what has transpired over the last 15 hours or so. And did Iran miss on mistake. Did they purposefully not target the area of the Al-Assad, the base that would have created casualties? Here's what he had to say about that.
1: Did the Iranians telegraph this in some way? In which case, you know, this suggests there was a deliberate effort made here to um, send a message, but not one that was... Very uh,
2: lethal. And I think that's exactly what happened. Yeah? I think that that's exactly what happened. It was calculated and on purpose. Sure. And we're being told that Iran let Iraq know that this was going to happen. Yeah. In which Iraq let the United States know. And Iran knew that that was going to happen. I was
0: going to say, Iran had to know that that was kind of the way they did it. So did they telegraph this punch, which basically said, make sure everybody bunkers down, but don't worry, we're probably going to just drop some around the outside of the base.
2: So where do we go from here? Dialing it back, people playing a wait and see type of position. What happens next? We asked him, not necessarily in the next... 24 hours because, again, I think most people feel a little bit better right now or a lot better right now than they did this time last night. But what does that look like in the next week, in months to come? Here's again what Paul Kinzinger had to say about that. I think
1: they're buying time to kind of see where the U.S. comes out on this. You know, I I don't think there's any surprise that uh, leaders around the world are a little bit disconcerted in how to deal with this president. They've never had a president like this. They're scratching their heads just like many Americans are. So I think buying time to see what we do. And now that we have dropped another shoe, uh, I think the ball's in their court. Let's see what they say about this and how they respond.
0: You know, there's there's uh, the, the problem. And this is not new. With the region is every action has unintended consequences that either you're aware of or, gee, we hadn't thought that one all the way through. And one of the concerns would be, are we and have we taken our eye off the ball when it comes to ISIS? Is ISIS truly defeated and no longer a concern, or are they just marshalling their forces and waiting for ISIS 2.0? We talked uh, just a bit ago to a a former CIA officer, a man who served six tours in Iraq and Afghanistan uh, and made a film called Mosul, Dan Gabriel, about the recent events and the impact that has on our fight or our focus
1: on ISIS. One of the key elements in the film that that was showcased is the Iranian- Militias. You see the yellow flags in the film. Yeah, Those are Soleimani's guys. Um, these are Iranian-funded groups that were fighting ISIS. Uh, they weren't doing it because it was good for, for us. They were doing it because it was good for them and because ideologically uh, and politically they, they opposed what ISIS was, was bringing to the region. Uh, but be that as it may, uh, these groups were extremely lethal and effective at killing ISIS, uh, perhaps one, more effective than the other groups uh, put together. So that's something we have to take into context. Absolutely. Yeah. When you
0: when you pay attention to and if you you look at the true fight against ISIS and who defeated ISIS, the United States gets some credit in that. But you can make an argument that the Iranian backed militias were much more efficient because they also played without rules.
2: Whether it was Paul Kinzinger or Dan Gabriel, you can get all of the interviews that we've had today regarding this very important issue on our podcast, the Bruce St. James and Pamela Hughes Show podcast, wherever it is that you get your podcasts. And the Humana Rock and Roll Marathon is back in the Valley on Sunday, January 19th. Come out, cheer out the participating athletes, enjoy some music, some great bands. Complete details. Head on over to the events page at KTIR.com or go to Run rock and roll dot com slash event slash Arizona.
0: Our attorney general, Mark Burnovich announced yesterday that he is suing two of the major vape companies out there. A.G. Bernovich joins us next to talk about that lawsuit and what it means for the vape industry in Arizona. Coming up next.